But um, anyway, look, let's talk about this NFL playoff schedule. Uh, first round by for the 49ers in the divisional game will either be on January 20th or 21st. We don't know who and we don't know when, but clear that weekend, January 20th or 21st is when the 49ers will be playing their divisional game. Wild card weekend gives us two games Saturday, three games Sunday, and a Monday night football game to wrap up the wild card week. It starts Saturday at 1.30 West Coast time with Browns at the Texans. The Texans are always in that early Saturday window, and they are once again. But what an interesting year that they have have had. And, and I mean, they are really playing with an awful lot of they're, – they're playing with more house money than anybody else in the, in the damn tournament. I mean, they're not expected to do a thing. And here they are. Um, so congratulations to D'Amico Ryans. I, I, I hope that he is the coach of the year. C.J. Stroud, to me, that guy should be the rookie of the year. Um, an incredible- he was great. He was great against the Colts, wasn't he? Yeah, an incredible season for the Houston Texans. And if you are a Texans fan, are you going to win the Super Bowl this year? No, you're not. Are you ahead of schedule? You're more ahead of schedule than any team in sports to be completely honest with you. So you should feel very good about yourself if you're a fan of the Houston Texans. We'll get into like thumbnail sketches, Larry, of who these teams are. I'll get your elevator pitch on each and every team. Um, but I, They were my sleeper team this year to take off. They won three games last year. They brought in the Niners offensive system. They brought in the Niners defensive coordinator. They had two picks in the top of the draft. They hit on both picks. Um, the Texans had done, did a lot of nice things and they're, a, they're a team on the come and, and they got a nice win against the Colts. I thought the Colts gagged it away to be honest, but, um, I think Cleveland gets them here, Damon. This is CJ Stroud going up against the number one defense in the league and rookie quarterbacks in history going up against the number one defense in the league in the playoffs have never fared well. So I'm taking the Browns to beat the Texans on the road. The Browns are favored, by the way, by two and a half in that game, despite it being played in NRG. Well, look, I mean, the Texans, if we're being completely honest, they're the NFL's version of the Oklahoma City Thunder or the Arizona Diamondbacks, if you want to even sneak in a baseball reference to today's show for just old people to enjoy. Uh, but it really is. like this. This is a team that is so ahead of schedule. No one expected them to be here. Um, and they are. So congratulations to them. The Browns, meanwhile, Larry, you're right. They're probably going to win that game. And there, what might happen is like as wide of a window as you can find. If you're telling me that the Browns actually, because the magic went out of Joe Flacco's bag of tricks and CJ Stroud and that young Texans team figured it out. Like, I believe you. I could, I could see them winning that game. It's not out of the realm of possibility in my mind. Um, Browns do turn it over. They throw a lot of picks. Larry, they could be a disaster or they could be Super Bowl champs. Like that's the window that the Browns are operating in right now. They could absolutely be one and done or they could win the whole damn thing. Um, they're a really, really, really weird team, weird season, very good defense. The fact that they have shown up in the in the postseason, given who they've lost, um, you know, going back to Nick Chubb all the way in week two to Deshaun Watson, and they might be better off without Deshaun Watson. By the way, I was told oh, maybe. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I was told that the, a, there's a nickname that they use 
in Ohio for Deshaun Watson that I had never heard before it was referenced on my postgame show last night. Larry, his nickname is Groper Cleveland. <laughs> Groper Cleveland is one well, of I mean, it's look the at the Texans too. Nickname since Ron Mexico. It oh, really that is. is awesome. That is awesome. Groper and, Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, Irwin Kwong says the Texans Texans are very lucky. They moved on from Deshaun Watson and they get CJ Stroud. Imagine that. They had the dark cloud of, of Deshaun Watson's weirdness all hanging over him. They get out from underneath Watson. They wind up getting CJ Stroud, who's such a great guy that the media there voted him like the most cooperative media guy. I mean, you can tell that kid is just really, really solid across the board. Did you ever talk, um, hear him talk about his father who's imprisoned? And I mean, no, no, I oh haven't. Oh, my God. So he grew up with his dad behind bars, like his entire life, basically. Wow. And, um, you know, that's he, overcoming odds, man. It's overcoming odds. And the way that he spoke about it was just with so much humanity and maturity and um, and understanding also that criminals indeed need be punished, you know, but not forgotten. Like it was like the, the CJ Stroud's a real deal, man. I'm I'm impressed. Well, so much for that H2 testing that he bombed, right? Yeah. yeah. That, that test is never going to be given again, or nobody's going to put any credence in that test going forward. This kid's amazing. And and he he had several, several incredible plays in that Colts uh, victory, victory over the Colts. And and imagine what Houston would be if they hadn't lost Tank Dell. I mean, they right. lost Tank Dell, um, who's a terrific young receiver. Um, but you know, Houston's coming. This Nico isn't their year, but they're coming. Yeah. No, it's you know, how do you do on the Wonder Lick? <laughs> Wonder Lick my balls. He's a player. <laughs> that's yeah. who he is. He's good. Um, so that's a very interesting first game, followed by Dolphins and Chiefs. Oh my God, what are the Dolphins even doing in this game? Right? I mean, you want to talk about gagging away the end of your year? I mean, the Miami Dolphins. Not only that, they lost Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips. They have no more teeth on their defensive ends. Their defense is not the same as it was. They went from um, possible two seed to on the road at Arrowhead. They went from home game to you're going to Arrowhead. That is a huge wrong direction for this team to be moving in. And they they lose at home to a Bills team, Larry. And we'll get to the Bills and Steelers in a second. But, you know, the, the Dolphins have beat one team with a winning record all year. I know. Yet we also admit they're pretty good and dangerous, but they're not as good and dangerous as they used to be before the injuries started piling up. And it feels like this good-feeling Dolphin season will be coming to an end at Arrowhead. And let's be honest, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes has been playing opponents and his own wide receivers all season. Like, he's playing against both of those units. And... The the Chiefs are if they beat the Dolphins, we're gonna find out if Patrick Mahomes can go on the road and win a playoff game on the road. He has been at Arrowhead for every playoff game of his young career, and he's been wildly successful. Now let's see if if he can take that out on the road if they do get past the Dolphins in, in wildcard week. Um I don't know who to pick here, by the way. I mean, Miami hasn't won a playoff game since 2000. They don't have any defensive ends. Um, their their fatal flaw, according to Bill Barnwell, is that their red zone defense is a joke. Mahomes is 9-2 and two at home in the postseason. They are going to have to go out on the road, but not for this game. 
And then Kansas City leads the NFL with 38 drops, 25 of the 38 from their wide receivers. So, I mean, they dropped the ball like nobody else. They need a receiver in the worst way. Um, they don't score points at, at the near level that they were years ago, a couple of years ago, or even a year ago. And um, but Larry, it's the best. They're three and a half point favorites against a Miami team. Defense. It's the best defense of their entire run. Entire run. Andy Reid. And note, if the Chiefs' offense were just average this year, they would have won three more games. Had they just Tyree kills going back to uh, KC for the first time and ever since he left. So it's going to be a big day for him. I don't, you know, this game, I don't feel, I don't know who's going to win. I would lean to the chiefs because they're at Arrowhead and Mahomes is so good at Arrowhead and Miami looks like they're circling the drain, but you know what? All it's going to take is for Miami to put up 21 points and Kansas city's going to have a hard time matching that. Should be a fascinating game. Full layoff from a gambling standpoint, if you don't mind me saying though, that's I, I, there's, there's a lot more, I think, easy pickings out there than that one. Um, so those are your Saturday games, Browns, Texans, Dolphins, Chiefs. And by the way, you better get your Peacock on if you want to watch either, right? And the, these wild card games are on Peacock. So you're going to have to spend the $6 to watch these. And that is the future. Look, the, this is the way it's all going. I'm going to tell you in our lifetimes, Larry, the Super Bowl is going to be you're going to need a password to get to the Super Bowl. It's not going to be on network TV eventually. Like that's the way this whole league is going. So you should have already gotten your peacock on by now. <laughs> Let's come come on. If you don't have your peacock on right now, I, I kind of wonder if you're a real football fan. I Do mean, come on. Of course. I, I, and my peacock once froze on me and I had to reboot, but um, <laughs> that, that was a line that I used to use on the radio, but yeah, no, the peacock is up and running and it, you know, I'm looking forward to checking it. And then there's some decent stuff on peacock, by the way. So we have it because my wife is addicted to Jillian is like any and all real housewives of, and that's all on peacock. So we have it. And I got Indiana, Indiana and Purdue later this year play on peacock. So they got me, you know, that's you, you put an, you put a Hoosier boilermaker game on your network uh, apparently I will go out and I will subscribe to your network. I'm just you know, that simple. By the way, uh, as much as I love to support you, Damon, my, uh, my daughter's boyfriend, um, is a huge, um, Purdue Boilermaker. He's a Purdue Boilermaker grad. So, you know, I, I gotta say go Boilermakers. Well, all I can tell you is that I hope your daughter, Zach Eady breaks up with that freaking loser soon enough and goes out and gets a real Hoosier in her life. Your, your daughter needs a new boyfriend is what she needs desperately. Well, I, I'd like to call him a loser, but he did graduate from Purdue and he is going to law school at Gonzaga. So it's hard for me to call him a loser. Uh, uh. <laughs> Look at it this way. He's not a loser, but he certainly doesn't know what winning feels like. He's never won anything except your daughter's admiration, which I guess is the biggest prize out there. So what's the more going on place? West Lafayette, Indiana or Bloomington? Oh, dude, Bloomington, like number one with a bullet. Like we got great bars and hot chicks all over the place at Purdue. They've got math. At Bloomington though, you're further away from a main, a real city in Chicago. You're close to Indy, but uh, isn't West Lafayette closer to Chicago? 
it is, but you know, you you gladly drive an extra ninety minutes to spend a, a college career in Bloomington. Bloomington's the most beautiful college town you will see this side of freaking you know Pepperdine, which has Malibu going for it. But Bloomington's amazing. Purdue. My head says Larry wants a successful son-in-law lawyer. You say, hmm. There you go. <laughs> uh, anyways, good luck to her. She's going to need it. He's a boy. <laughs> okay. So look, Larry, so get your peacock on. Get then- your peacock ready. Get your code. Get your, get your download. Get your lemon pepper wings. Get your meaties. Get ready to go. Get your peacock. You know, I told Tom, I got to have my peacock. <laughs> okay. I, so- I, 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 you know, I got it. I got it. I put it in the back of the Miata. I wrote down one subscription. I put it in an envelope. It was Peacock. No, okay, okay, so, uh, I told myself, if I don't get a Peacock, I don't get a Super Bowl ring, Lowry. And I'll tell you, Damon, you asked some tough questions back in the day. You never once asked this guy, Trent Bulky, about his Peacock. Sunday, 10 a.m. <laughs> People are going, is this show almost over? No, 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 no. no. Sunday at 10 a.m. We got uh, West Coast time. Bills and Steelers. Okay, so let's start with the Bills. Because the Bills were, no one's even thinking about them anymore. Six and six going into December. And then they haven't lost a game since. And in all the games that they lost, they've never lost one game by more than six points all season. I saw somebody who's in the Bills Mafia or covers the team basically say, given everything I've seen about the Buffalo Bills, they're either in the Super Bowl or will suffer the single dumbest playoff loss in the history of the franchise that has redefined dumb playoff losses. So that's the window for the Buffalo Bills here. They're either going to heat it up and be in the Super Bowl or they're going to go out like, goofy chumps with some ridiculous mistakes so i don't really know what to think of the bills are they good yes they're also team steps on their own dick maybe as much as any other football team out there that can claim to be a good football team at the same time meanwhile the steelers what can you say other than mike tomlin is the single least appreciated great coach in the history of this league maybe every single team good ones take on their team they're they're like their head coach's persona The Steelers are very, very much like Mike Tomlin. They're sort of hidden in plain sight. They're pretty good. They've got their flaws. Uh, You you don't want to mess with them at home. And that's what the Bills have to go do now. I I think the Bills are going to win that game. They should win that game. They're going to win. TJ Watt just got hurt. And I don't know if he's going to be able to go. And if he doesn't go, that changes who the Steelers are, not only physically, but emotionally. He is their leader, their captain. Um, Bills are going to probably win that game, but tip of the cap to the Steelers who, you know, they, they still don't know what to do at quarterback and they're in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers are going home. Um, TJ water, no TJ Watt. Now they got Nick Herbig, who's a really good player. Um, and they're really loaded at, at edge rusher. But, um, even though it's been an up and down year in Western New York, I mean, the, you know, the, the bills are Josh Allen is just too much. Um, you know, he, he, you know, only thing about Josh Allen though, he's played in eight playoff games in his career. He's only four and four. Um, and you know, but there was a possibility they weren't going to make the playoffs. They answered the bell in the second half against the dolphins last night. I wonder about Buffalo's defense a little bit on the back end and up front rushing the passer, but they did get Von Miller back. 
and we'll see what he's at. You know, the, the one guy to be aware of for Buffalo that's really coming on is Buffalo's got some young weapons that are really improving. James Cook, James um, Khalil Shakir, the Boise State receiver. Um, it's not just Diggs. Dalton Kincaid is there. You know, he's got some weapons. Buffalo, Buffalo's got a really, I think, a really powerful offensive line. That Dawkins tackle is a monster. Josh Allen yesterday was 30 of 38 for 359. So Allen will throw picks. Buffalo's not perfect. But if you told me it's Buffalo and the Niners in Vegas, I would not be shocked. Sunday at 1.30 after Steelers and the Bills is put to bed, we got Packers and Dallas. You want two big brands in the NFC? You got them right there. Obviously, the Packers right now have come on late with three straight wins to qualify for the postseason. Jordan Love, if this is a guy who keeps receipts, there are a lot of people who owe him lunch or brunch or breakfast or dinner. Like, I mean, he has really turned into a guy that all of a sudden Green Bay is thinking we we legitimately have our third straight really good quarterback here. Now, is he going to be Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers? Only time will tell. But Jordan Love is, is no longer a project. That guy's a quarterback. He's pretty damn good. He had some unbelievable throws yesterday. And, and, you know, if you look at um, the way he's finished the year, he's got 15 to one touchdown to interception ratio coming home here. Uh, Dallas, though, is going to win this game. Dallas is unbeatable at home by a team like Green Bay. They haven't lost all year at home. They're the um, only unbeaten team anywhere in the NFL, home or road. They're the only 8-0 team anywhere. They're 8-0 at home. So, uh, Cowboys, also, like you said, they don't, they don't lose at home. And, look, let's be honest. Dak Prescott just had one of the least appreciated single greatest seasons in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and also um, Jerry Jones is doing the smart thing, which he's holding Mike McCarthy's feet to the fire. He's like, you know what? I don't know if Mike McCarthy will be back. We'll see how we do in the playoffs. So, you know, McCarthy won one ring with Green Bay. Um, Dallas is not going to win the Super Bowl, but Dallas is going to win this game. I agree with you. Sunday night wraps up 5 o'clock with a game that will drip with probably more storylines and hype than any other game, given the fact that, hey, you know, the Rams quarterback is now the Detroit Lions quarterback. But more importantly than that, the Detroit Lions quarterback is the Rams quarterback. And the rooting for Matthew Stafford that has followed him to Los Angeles ends when it is Matthew Stafford and the Rams coming in to spoil what is the first home playoff game for the Lions, Larry, in like 30 years. They haven't had a home playoff game. So it's uh, can Matthew Stafford go in and break Detroit's heart? That's the storyline, the way it's all set up. I, I think that the Lions, you know, God bless them. They're the fighting Dan Campbells. They play, you know, punch you in the mouth football and they're also the most doubted 12 win playoff team we've seen in a really long time. Can an offensive line by itself with Jared Goff behind them win a Super Bowl? I don't know. I don't even know if they can beat the Rams, quite honest with you. So um that that's a game that I I have I have trouble handicapping it. The Rams certainly have come on late. This is one of McVay's finest seasons. Um, a quarterback with weapons can get really, really dangerous. 
We'll see. I, I really don't know how to even handicap that one. I'm going. I'll, I'll give you a way to handicap that one. Take the over. Take the over. There's going to be lots of points in that game. I really believe. Um, Detroit. You know, Detroit's defense. They're 15th in the league in total defense. They're 23rd in the league in in points allowed. Their pass defense has been a problem. They're 25th in the league in yards per game uh, through the air. They did get C.J. Gardner Johnson back. But now Brian Branch, the rookie from Bama's hurt. Sam Laporta's knee bent in a really ugly direction yesterday. Yep. And the way he looked, I'm, I guarantee you that Sam Laporta is not playing tennis this morning. I mean, he, he is, you know, he, 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 I bet you he doesn't get out of bed until Wednesday. That's a um, extended knee. There's no way. If he plays in this game, he's a bad A. I will say this, though. Laporta is, people are like, well, he's like, you know, the next pretty good Iowa tight end, he might be the best of them. I mean, I love George Kittle as a blocker, but George Kittle ain't the receiver this kid is. Sam Laporta is a hell of a receiver. I think Zach Ertz may wind up signing today in Detroit. Um, but then, you know, the one thing about the about golf and the numbers showed it, Barnwell had it in his article this week, Jared Goff passer rating, when you look at him as far as his QBR, uh, with and without pressure, it goes from 66.8% without pressure to 24.7% with pressure. So all you got to really do is pressure golf. And I think you got a great chance to beat the lions, but man, um, Jameer Gibbs, Montgomery, Laporta, if he's healthy, um, Amon Ross St. Brown got snubbed for the pro bowl, but he's legit. And he's they've got, got major shoulder. weapons and Chauncey Gardner Johnson back. I still think I would probably lean to the Rams um, in that game, but the place is going to be cr absolutely crackling with intensity. Um, Detroit has been waiting for this for decades, and I get a feeling that Detroit's going to beat the Rams, even though it's like the chic pick is Rams, and and I, I I've been saying the Rams are going to beat Detroit, and I and I but I the more I think about it, the more I think, you know what. Detroit's on a magic carpet ride and it's going to end, but they're going to, this is going to be their, this is going to be the one that brings them all back. You know, that, that 15 foot putt that you sink that brings you back in the golf course. This is going to be the, the, the win that they say, well, you know, we got that win in the playoffs over the Rams. This is going to make the winner end quicker in Detroit. I think Detroit gets this win. The more I think it doesn't about matter it. if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. And it doesn't matter if it's it doesn't matter if the two point conversions at the seven yard line. I will go for it. Come on, Dees. Dees nuts. <laughs> Got to root for that guy. <laughs> you want to talk about a team that adopts a head coach personality? Get, I by love the way, that get, guy. Getting to Jared Goff is a lot easier to say than do. That offensive line probably is the best in football. So, um, you know, I agree. The, I agree. The offensive line is clearly regressed. And that brings us to our final game of wildcard weekend Monday night. And how about this? Things have gone so wrong for Philadelphia since we got to know big Dom and the 49ers went in there and won that game. <laughs> Larry, there is talk of if Sirianni doesn't win in Tampa, he's out. He might be gone from a Super Bowl appearance to a presumptive one seed all year long to see the Niners 
basically changed the arc of the Eagles season so dramatically that they've now, again, the Eagles are coming in, went from presumptive one seed to a one in five finish in their last six games. They haven't been right in a very, very long time. A late season collapse officially has Sirianni on the hot seat. If we know anything about Philadelphia is that town can put more bad negative juju in the air than, you know, any, any city in America can put more negative vibes in the air when it comes to Philadelphia and its sports. Meanwhile, the Baker Mayfield Bucks. I mean, that's a really good football team that had Tom Brady still been their quarterback. They're getting a lot more buzz. This is their third year in the row winning that division. Now the division is full of hapless, uncompetitive franchises. When you got, you know, a bad Carolina team, Saints and Falcons are two, you know, stepping on their own dicks, first ballot Hall of Fame franchises right there. So in a very mediocre division, the Buccaneers found a way to rise above that mediocrity, not greatly, but just enough to get a home playoff game. And, you know, what a what a year for Baker Mayfield when it's actually all said and done. I mean, that team, that that is a team that is playing with house money. And I think they're going to beat the Eagles, Larry. Do the Eagles suck right now? I mean, uh, Scott Van Pelt said it on Sports Center last night. What the hell did they do well at this point? Um, this you always here. I'm gonna share the screen. Here's Sirianni when a when a coach. Do you tell me if this is the face of this is the same guy who was mugging for the cameras and had all kinds of swagger? Now listen to him. Here's Sirianni at the presser. You tell me if they're gonna win this week. What do you see now? Losing five or six that keeps that the lead. Yeah, I mean, none of us are quitters. We all get up off the mat when we're down, and we get up and we keep going. Like I don't like when you're when you get hit in life, when you get hit in football, you got two options: you can stay down, or you can get you can get the f up. And I know this group is fighters. I know this group will get up. I know that we've all been through things in our life that is that's that we've had all had to deal with shit, and we know how to get up. And that's why we're all sitting in this room. The same message that I talked to the guys about last year, um, you know, going into the NFC championship game about, you know, not only are we physically tough, we're mentally tough and think about all the stuff that you've been through in your life um, and why you're in this seat right now. You know, is the same message I would say right now uh, when you're going, not only when you're, when you're, won 15 games like we did that last year at that time but also when you're on a five game five game losing streak because you know and so it again it's nobody's quitting on this team because that's the reason all these guys are in that locker room because they know how to freaking fight the coaches know how to freaking fight the players know how to freaking fight the staff the staff know how to freaking fight and so we'll just get up and we'll fight again and we'll see you know see what happens next week when we put everything we got into it and and we've been putting everything we got into it but we're going to put everything we got up into it this week and we'll see what happens i mean what's he supposed to say I, they're going home man they're yeah. going home when you start when you start dropping f bombs at the presser as the coach it, you know you know you're going down they were 10 and 1 they're 1 and 5 since they got beat by the giants ruined by the giants they get beat by the cardinals aj brown is not going to be healthy for this game against tampa hurts his finger hurts his fingers is screwed up uh you know philly philly is just I don't know. I mean, last year they had 70 sacks. This year, 43. So 
totally different team from a year ago. Uh, I love that the most smug guy in football is getting his comeuppance right here because this guy is so smug, and the Niners beat them and sent them into a freaking tailspin, and it's just been awesome to watch. So I hope they circle the freaking drain. I like uh, I like Tampa to win that game. Uh, Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites as the five seed on the road, but I'll take Tampa. Nobody likes Tampa. Nobody talks about Tampa, but Tampa doesn't have psychological problems. The Eagles are a broken team right now. They're not going in there without A.J. Brown and with a hurt hurts and having just, I mean, it's like, do you think that the one in five is a mirage or do you think that they've been trying and failing? I think they've been trying and failing. I think they'll try again this week and fail again this week. I'll take Tampa. Would you, how about that? Who would you fear more? coming into Levi's stadium, the Bucks or Eagles? Well, I don't, I mean, I, I have respect for what the Eagles, you know, the, the Eagle group that got to 10 and one, but I mean, they have no idea what they're doing right now. They're, they're lost defensively. Sean Desai was a circus. They replaced him with Matt Patricia. It hasn't been any better. You know, I don't know if you follow Emmanuel Acho, but Acho did a film breakdown of one of the Giants touchdowns. And they're like, who's covering this guy? I mean, they just, they had a busted play when you're, I mean, it's one thing to have busted plays in the preseason, bad run fits against, you know, the Raiders or something like that. And they take off for an 80 yard run when you're having totally broken plays and busted plays in week 17 and 18, you got problems. And Hassan Reddick is a pass rusher. Yesterday, they're dropping him into coverage. I mean, it's like they are lost defensively. They just lost their best weapon. They're going home. So the 49ers are awaiting whoever reveals themselves to be the lowest remaining seed in the NFC. That's who their opponent is going to be. Larry, are you... You, you you picking a path here? Who do you think comes to Levi Stadium as the lowest advancing seed? Tampa. Yeah, I think Tampa is going to be here. Um, and I think uh, the Niners will handle Tampa. I think as much as I think the Rams can beat the Lions, <clears throat> I don't know. I just, something tells me the Lions will have enough to get over there. I think Green Bay has a shot to knock, knock off Dallas, but um, I think Dallas ultimately will win that game. So I think Tampa, I think Tampa is going to be the team that comes to the Niners. I also think it benefits the Niners to get the team that knows them the best, the hell out of the postseason. So go lions. Cause the Rams have enough inner working knowledge of what the Niners do and don't do well to be dangerous in a playoff game. So I, uh, I, I want to see the Rams go home. I would much rather take a shot at the lions in an NFC title game. And again, I think you and I both agreed as good as the Cowboys are as much as, you know, we got respect for the Cowboys, a healthy fear of the Cowboys, but I don't think the Cowboys match up well against the 49ers. Can't stop the run. Cowboys show up. I like, look, the Niners are, the Niners should go to the Super Bowl. That's the mandate. If the Niners don't go to the Super Bowl, there's going to be a lot of bitching and moaning because they are the class of the NFC field. The road to the Super Bowl goes through Levi's. Um, they have the rest. There's no, t- if they, it will be a major upset if anybody knocks them off on the way to the bowl. Now, if they get to the bowl and Baltimore beats them, 
They get to the bowl and Buffalo beats them. They get to the bowl and somehow this miraculous Joe Flacco led Browns team beats them. You know, um, I mean, there'll be a lot of hemming and hawing about that too. But, um, you know, to me, the 49ers have to, you know, on paper, they have to go to Vegas or there's going to be a lot of bitching. That's what Super Bowl or bust means. It doesn't necessarily even mean you won the Super Bowl, but you got to get there. You got to get there. Got to get there, and they got to get there. And then let's be honest: should they get there, they got to win it. You know, well, they, they want to win it, and this is their best chance to win it. Right. But you know, a lot. You know, the, the you got to remember this: whoever gets there will have demonstrated their own momentum. So if Cleveland gets there. They're going to be getting there with Joe Flacco, who's already beaten the Niners in the Super Bowl, the number one defense that's awesome on all three levels. And already beaten if, the Niners this season. Right. And if the Ravens get there, they will have, you know, got unbelievable momentum, though. I'll tell you, they didn't look all that great against the Steelers without Lamar. It just shows how much Lamar carries them offensively. And I think the Niners will beat the Ravens if they get that rematch. But the team that I kind of fear in that game the most is the Buffalo Bills. Because if Buffalo gets there, Damon, that means that you and you kind of already kind of highlighted it. But if Buffalo gets there, that means that they've won eight in a row since going six and six. Right. Because they will have to have won against Pittsburgh and then the divisional round and then the AFC title game. They if Buffalo, that means Buffalo is six and six, but they've won eight in a row. And they've got Josh Allen and some really exciting young weapons and Von Miller healthy. If Buffalo gets there, Buffalo is going to be hell to deal with. And by the way, that's going to be the one fan base that'll sit there and go toe-to-toe with who wants these tickets in the Super Bowl with the Niners. Oh, my God. I mean, Buffalo fans are so dying for a Super Bowl that 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 whatever the ticket price is going to be, it's going to be very expensive. It's going to go up even more if it's the Buffalo Bills that show up to that party. How do you so, feel if you're Ken Dorsey, by the way? They fired you and then went on a great run. How, I mean, you know, that's a, t- that's a tough thing to handle professionally. If all of a sudden your company dumps you and then just starts thriving. Well, look at... Uh, I mean, look, that's what, not good. Look at what just happened with... Uh, what's his name in, in Pittsburgh? Matt Canada? Everyone said... Like, everyone. Like, children... In nurseries, we're talking about how this offensive coordinator's got to get fired. The minute he gets fired, they have their first 400 yards of offense day, and they are now a playoff team. So Matt Canada and uh, and uh, the, the, the the poor uh, whoever they just let go in Buffalo. I from what, what you just said his name. I'm I'm blanking on it again. Ken Dor- or, uh, yeah, Ken Dorsey. Oh, yeah. Ken Dorsey, quarterback from Miami. Ken Dorsey. Um, yeah, those the, those two guys can go to lunch and cry together. That's that's rough. Their team's got better without them. I actually thought that the the Dorsey termination was performative. You know, I mean, it didn't make an awful lot of sense when it happened. Oh, I, I, Kenny's a great guy. I mean, he's a terrific kid. He's from Orinda. He went to Miramani. Um, he's a former Niner. Great guy. And he's going to land on his feet and do just fine. And he was not the problem. But when you when you fail miserably, things have to change. And he was... He happened to be that change. Now, one coach for sure we know is out. Ron Rivera has been relieved of his duties by the commanders, so they are in the business 
of looking for a new coach. Obviously, the Chargers are in business. I've already seen Jim Harbaugh Raiders might be interested in each other here as we're getting ready for a national championship game in which the Michigan Wolverines are playing in. So the Harbaugh back to the NFL rumor, I think, gets loud whether they win or lose. And I honestly, I don't know. They're going to lose. I like like Washington tonight with Penix. I don't know whether or not I, I don't know whether or not him winning or losing factors into a return to the NFL decision because look, Harbaugh loves Michigan and he's either going to feel like job still not finished or he's going to feel like, well, I've won a national championship. I'm on Schembechler time now, which means I'm a living God in Ann Arbor for the rest of my life. And I, you know, everything's smooth. Um, I'll, I'll say this. We're talking all about Harbaugh. It's that other guy that I really like. I like the Washington coach. Uh, what's his name? Kalen DeBoer or something like that. He was yes. good at Fresno. He's a hell of a guy. I mean, former he's a- offensive coordinator of your Indiana Hoosiers. It's how he and Michael Penix got together. So really, I didn't know that. That's oh, yeah. uh, that's good knowledge. Um, yeah, no, I like Washington. Now the running back's not healthy and he's not a hundred percent, but Michael Penix is real. And I love the Huskies tonight. Um, and you know how ironic that they shut down the PAC 12 and the Washington Huskies out of the PAC 12 are going to win the national championship. Well, no, uh, in the final year of the PAC 12. No, absolutely not. The PAC 12 ended when the regular season died, Larry, the, the, the national champions, a big 10 team, no matter how you cut it. (laughs) Yeah. I will say this very interesting day today on a lot of fronts. I don't know if you saw this little nugget, but the commanders, if you had the Washington commanders as the next home for Bob Myers, uh, you're, you're absolutely uh, ahead of the game because the commanders are hiring two-time NBA executive of the year, ex-warrior general manager, Bob Myers (laughs) to help run their franchise. Well, no, wait, are, are they just hiring him to search and pick the next head coach? Or is he actually like getting an office and it's going to say like, does Bob Myers get a title here? Or is he running? Is is he a voice on a search committee? I think he's an executive above the football side. I think he's going to be like the overseer of everything. You know, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what his exact title will be, but, um, I think they just have such a belief in Bob Myers that they're he's going to be like the the guy at the very top of the masthead, and then from there will come football people. I mean, obviously Bob Myers is not draft. Could you imagine if Bob Myers started drafting defensive backs and stuff like that? No, I mean Bob Myers is not that, but Bob Myers I think is going to be the guy who is the public face of the team and you know they've had terrible PR and Bob Myers is the opposite of terrible PR he's great PR so I think Bob Myers is is that's what I heard this morning that to me is really interesting of also today um, or yesterday we may have seen the end of the Bill Belichick era Uh, Bill Belichick won eight Super Bowl rings in New England they went four and 13 this year they haven't won a playoff game in five years he's going to meet with Robert Kraft later this week and from what I'm hearing, he's out um, in in New England. And, um, you know, that's going to be interesting. Um, we also I'm, saw – I go ahead. Hope he do, I, if I were Bill Belichick, what, what more is there to accomplish? Like, know when the right time to leave the game is. And I'm not saying it's the right time because the game has passed him by or anything like that. But what – I mean, wouldn't you like 
Wouldn't you like to spend a year traveling the world and going doing something else? Or maybe he is just so, I'm a football coach. I can't even look up from my play sheet and consider happiness without staring into a play sheet. So I got to go be a coach. I don't know what remains, but man, let me just say, the New England Patriots were really, really easy to hate. That's how great they were. Oh my God. It's the, it's well, the, and also let's not, let's not, I mean, I'll oh, go ahead. I'm not, I mean, no, no, no. I'm just saying it's it in modern times, they are the yardstick of excellence as a model franchise during the peak of the Brady and Belichick years together. They, you know, I never thought I'd see a, a, a team come in and basically take the two decades that the 49ers had you know, in the eighties and the nineties, there like a 20 year run where they won at least 10 games every year. I never thought I'd see a team be more consistently great than that. And then the Patriots showed up with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. It's one of the all time great pairings. I mean, Belichick, Brady, Walsh, Montana, I think Reed and Mahomes is a legit modern, still happening all time quarterback coach combination, Drew Brees and Sean Payton, those two guys made beautiful music together. Don Coriel and Dan Fouts. I mean, this is one of the all-time great coach-quarterback combinations. And Bill Belichick is, you know, no nobody climbed the mountain quite like him, and nobody got to camp it out at the summit as long as he did. It's a really interesting guy. Um, Bill Belichick is a genius, and I and you know my my good friend, the late Bill Urbanic. Um, you know, was worked with a lot of people that worked with, with Bill and just would, would say firsthand what a genius the guy was as a defensive football coach. He's maybe the greatest coach of defensive backfield play in the history of the NFL. Um, you know, he was, he helped the New York giants win super bowls and then went to new England. You know, it's funny, the Raiders were thinking about hiring him when they hired Joe bugle and passed. Um, and yet he goes to new England and, you know, he was a defensive coach who found Tom Brady. Uh, Bobby Greer was the Patriot scout that was hot on Brady. And um, Belichick had the wisdom to take him in the sixth round. And you took the greatness of Tom Brady offensively with Belichick's defensive um, scheming. And it, it led to eight Super Bowls. It's an amazing thing. But if the question was, was it Brady? Was it Belichick? I think it was obviously both, but you know, nobody does it by themselves, but it was more Brady than Belichick. And if, if, if it really came down to it, if you ask me, was it Walsh? Was it Joe? I think it was more Joe than Walsh. Um, you well, know, so he's got to play. No, no coach is great without great players anywhere, any sport. That's the way that goes. Yeah. I mean, George Seifert was great with the Niners. Was it Seifert or was it, you know, uh, you know, Joe and Steve? No, it was Joe and Steve. So um, Belichick now without Brady, the whole thing's falling apart. His, his coaching tree is thoroughly unimpressive. I mean, almost every guy who's coached for him who's gone elsewhere has not been very good. Um, I think the Raiders would, would probably want him. I think the Chargers might want him. Um, you know, Dallas, I could see Dallas if they fire McCarthy saying, hey, Bill, come here. He'll have opportunities, I think. Uh, I asked uh, Jason LaConfora um, on the radio three weeks ago, what's Belichick's future? He said it's been known there that he's out for months and uh, that he'll be out. And I said, what's his next move? 
He says he thinks he's going to be an executive a head of football operations that he won't be anybody's coach or GM. And I, if, if you said to me, where, what's his downfall? It's Bill Belichick. The GM yeah. has, has ruined things for Bill Belichick, the coach. I would agree with that. And I look all, all smart coaches look for the best quarterback to find. You can fix everything else, right? But you can't fix that quarterback problem until you actually got the guy. That's why it should be a sprint to the Los Angeles Chargers job. That is a legit, this kid is a stud Justin Herbert that the right coach could have an awful lot of success with quickly. There is more, the, the Raiders are a project. The Chargers are a project, but a much easier project for a good coach to handle because of that quarterback situation. So um, it'll be really interesting to see who gets to to the Los Angeles Chargers to be their next head coach? That, to me, is the prize to be won on the NFL's open market this year. So, um, Larry, let's get to some Super Chats before we... We have one uh, more story, Damon, that we should probably hit here oh, because yes. it's kind of major. Um, <clears throat> Adam Schefter is reporting that the Washington Commanders, who have fired Ron Rivera, and they are looking for a total... You know, a total new new path. Um, have requested to interview Niners assistant GM Adam Peters. So maybe Bob Myers, from being a Bay Area guy, would would a Bay Area guy hire another Bay Area guy and Adam Peters to be the czar of the football side? What do you think of a Bob Myers Adam Peters led Commanders team? That that. That's that's very intriguing on a lot of fronts. You got to remember that, you know, it's been, they've been down for a while because Daniel Schneider has been such a tire fire and so corrupt in so many ways. But um, when Daniel Schneider bought the, the Washington Redskins, who are now the commanders, they had a huge fan base. They had they were in a lot of ways, the 49ers uh, on the East Coast. They were NFL royalty. Yeah. And and Schneider was so bad in his stewardship of that franchise that they almost like we can't even remember where they got off the off ramp, you know, but right. they hiring Bob Myers and Adam Peters would be a great start. And if I'm the 49ers, I think I would, you know, there's a cap on player salaries. There's no cap on coaches or executive salaries. If I'm Jed York, I pay Adam Peters to stay in the building and to and promise him that he gets to be the the guy who inherits the job from John Lynch when John Lynch who I don't think is going to be a lifer I think John Lynch is in it for the ring and if the Niners got that ring I could see him being in it for 2 years, 3 years, but within a 3 to 5 year period Adam Peters will be taking over the 49ers and he is a Bay Area guy who opted to come home for the opportunity to run this franchise. I think his value is significant. The 49ers are not just the deepest team in, in football uh, with star-laden talent. They also kick butt on day three of the draft and after the draft. I'm not saying he's the perfect executive, but he's a damn good one. And I think it would be a major loss for the Niners to lose him. And if I'm Jed, I, I pay him what I need to pay him to keep him. Yeah, here's the only thing I know about Adam Peters. That paycheck just added a comma and a zero. 
Now, whether it's a paycheck in D.C. or he stays right here, Adam Peters is about to make a lot more money in 2024 than he made in 2023, and he was very well compensated in 2023 as well. So uh, it is good to be Adam Peters. There's there's an awful lot of windfall of financial security coming to him and the rest of his family. So good on him, and he's earned it. He's really earned it. He is a part of the reason why the 49ers look and run, you know, like such a well-built organization. And I would say that he's got probably as much to do with the team you're looking at as John Lynch does. I agree. And and uh, the commanders, according to Schefter, also have requested permission to interview Chiefs assistant GM Mike Borgonzi uh, for their general manager position. It'll be interesting to see if the 49ers grant permission for the commanders to talk to Peters. I would imagine the typical protocol is that you do, do you for think a promotion. The enemy? What's that? Do you think that they elevate B enemy to be their next head coach? That's part. That's a possibility. That's a possibility. But I think overall, um, if I'm Jed, um, you know, I, I find out what Peters really wants. He still, he is a relatively young man. Um, and if I was Adam Peters, I don't know that I would run to the commanders. Now it's a new commander regime uh, with Bob Myers atop the masthead. And everybody knows Bob's very, you know, uh, trustworthy and he's a very solid person. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if if uh, Myers and Peters had some relationship and that Peters would be the front runner for that job. But if I'm Jed, this is the guy that I would extend for and pay handsomely uh, to retain and just promise him that he'll be the the general manager when John Lynch uh, you know, and, and, and I could see a, a situation where John Lynch is, you know, John Lynch is a very good face of the franchise and the, the Niners had a real problem in the Harbaugh years is that they had no likable face of their franchise and John Lynch became that and has done an incredible job at restoring the Niners trust in the community and trust around the league. Um, John Lynch is, is, is held in high regard, but let's just say the Niners did climb to the top of the mountain and won that Super Bowl. John Lynch is also a family guy. How much time? These are hundred hour a week jobs and commitments that are significant. And I wonder, does John Lynch want to do this forever? Probably not. I, I, I could see John Lynch saying, hey, you know what? I want to win that Super Bowl. I want to achieve that goal. And then after that, maybe make John Lynch the president and make Peters the GM. Yeah. I mean, look, John Lynch is not your average bear. There's never been really anyone quite like, and how often has maybe the hardest hitter you've ever seen in your whole goddamn life been a Stanford grad? You know, I mean, he was as physical, a meathead sticking your helmet into the solar plexus of everyone he is tackling. Like John Lynch couldn't even afford to play today. He'd be fined so much. That's how hard he hit. Yet he's an incredibly cerebral, intelligent, smart guy who just played like an axe murderer. He's a class act, too. He really he is. blew up Eddie George in the Pro Bowl. He can do whatever he wants, Larry. That's the thing. When <laughs> the you're Pro John Bowl. Lynch, when you're John Lynch, your options for success extend to several branches of the industry you've been dominating to the level of Hall of Fame player and now totally Look at this one. made guy. Um, what do we got there? Oh, yeah, that's right. Bob Myers and Adam Peters got a UCLA connection too. So there you go. Mm, that's interesting. 
Uh, Shades by Chardal says, Larry, you got this all wrong. Myers has a role. Chip Kelly. No, I'm just kidding. Has a role looking for new execs in D.C. He's keeping his job at ESPN on the NBA. (laughs) ESPN. What? Give me a break. That's a job that he's got potentially with this franchise could be significantly bigger than the ES. You think Bob Myers wants to stay at a Best Western in Bristol and talk to a bunch of people about basketball? Yeah, he's he, he. This guy ran his own. This guy, you know, this guy's has bigger a bigger calling than commenting on NBA regular season. Right. What do you think? ESPN. What do you think? Mike Wilbon is is not where it it tops out for Bob. <laughs> right. Come on, I mean, you got to be kidding me. And I like Mike Wilbon an awful lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but Bob, look at we. The reason why Bob left the Golden State Warriors is one, he's one of the smartest cats in the jungle and he knew that it was the right time to go number two i think he realizes that his his options officially maybe more than any other sports go to unlimited i mean bob myers again is already being brought in by an nfl team to consult bob myers could be an agent he could open his own agency when i heard one of the rumors like why is bob leaving the golden state warriors i heard one of the rumors was he is about to be named the president of caa the largest you know agency in america in terms of talent like he's going to go be leonardo dicaprio's agent and shit like that like bob myers can do whatever he wants he can go to entertainment he can go back to the nba he can be a president he can be an executive he can be a gm he can do everything but actually coach the game and apparently the nfl is now viewing him in that sort of regard as well so but you know some of these teams damon if you're desperate enough for a new face you could get a piece of the pie that's what's next on the table for bob myers is a piece of a franchise you know i mean nobody wants to be if you really want transit you know you know, huge amount, transcendent wealth. You're not doing it. I mean, it depends what your, what your motivations are. Look at it. I this mean, way. he's Bob already Myers won started. championships. He's already been a major agent. He's already, I mean, he, he's not about the dollars. He's not about, I mean, I, I think, I mean, everybody's about dollars, but he's not about dollars. He's about monster dollars. He's not about opportunity. He's about monster opportunity. You know what I'm saying? He's, he, he's not going to take a good gig or a great gig. He wants an epic gig. Right. He's going from that millionaire track to the billionaire track. Right. That's what Bob is, I think, looking for. And by the way, can he take Andrew Wiggins with him? Jesus. I hate Seriously. that guy. Okay. Seriously. So let's uh, let, let's hop into some super chats here, Larry. I see you've started about a dozen of them. What do, what do we got? What do we got? Well, some are super. Some are just comments that I wanted to throw get thrown out. They're mostly supers. Here we go. Let's we'll go run through the list. We don't, we don't care where the good comment from as long as it hits the screen. James Foster says, Commander's hiring Bob Myers for the front office. He had that one early. Thank you, James. I had to throw this one out because Susan Mayick threw this in like about seven times. Talk about Kinlaw. Talk about Kinlaw. Talk about Kinlaw. <laughs> Is she Susan, saying that in a positive or negative way? Negative. Kinlaw has had a, a, a good year, and he'll get a lot better when he's playing next to Eric Armstead. Yeah, I, I did a interview with Kinlaw the other day in the locker room on my YouTube channel. Go check that out. By good the way, conversation. For a, guy, for a guy who looks beefy. He's ripped. With it, with his shirt off, he is more rocked up than I thought. Holy mackerel! That guy has looked like the Incredible Hulk. 
Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure she's saying, you know, you know, Kinlaw's terrible. Kinlaw's terrible. He made two tackles and a solo tackle yesterday. Um, he's healthy. Uh, he's in a great frame of mind. He feels like he's going to have this is his first real go round at the playoffs as a healthy participant. Um, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. And I enjoyed talking to him. Um, and I mean, J- Javon is a really good guy. I walked up to him. Hey, Javon, how you doing, man? How's your, how was your holidays? It was good. How, you know, how's the family? You know, good. I've got two girls. And he's like, he's like, you know, what do you have? I said, I got four kids. And he's like, girls, boys. I'm like, yeah, the oldest is a girl. And then I got three boys. I mean, we just had a very, um, easy flowing conversation back and forth. Check it out. It's on my YouTube page. Um, just from last Thursday, but you know, I mean, he, he's, I know she's saying like he's he's he had a bad game. You know, I haven't even really had the chance to watch the all twenty two, and I'm sure Susan is getting ready to beat him up about about uh, the fact that he didn't wasn't more productive and this and that. But well, if you do a good job stuffing Carson Wentz going up the middle, that's for sure. No, but the Rams ran thirty six times and they only averaged three yards a carry, so it wasn't like the Rams were just an awesome running team all day. They had three yards a carry. I, I think Kinlaw is going to play well in the playoffs. Um, he, you know, he's healthy, and we'll see. Uh, that's really all I can say about that. Anthony says, Larry Damon, keep up the great 49er content. Random question. I like the – what does that say? What is 49er that? 49er personal sidelines, but I can't find – oh, I think he's, he's what asking is that? Where, where's the gear that they were getting. I like the blank on the 49er personal sidelines, but I can't hat. find it on the NFL shop. It's a hat. Basically, he's asking, where can I get that hat that the 49ers were wearing yesterday where it was like split down the middle and it was the the oval logo and then the 49er logo on oh, one side. I didn't side see it. They, I didn't they, see it. They rolled out like a different looking hat yesterday. I would I would imagine you can uh, click and roll on warriors.com. I, or, I would probably go to uh the stadium maybe and see if I could if I could buy one during the playoffs, but yeah. um or take Look a picture of take a picture of it and and um, you'll find it. You'll find it. I'm sure you go, you know, check the interwebs. Right. We, uh, we, we know that's not much of an logo, answer. But we've been asked to not show logos because the flagship station's terrified of us. And by the way, Kevin Kruger uh, did say with no specifics, but he's like, hey, guys, just want to let you know you're the top live Bay Area sports show on YouTube whenever you're live. Like we're officially at that status. When you and I are doing this together, we have a bigger audience than 95.7 The Game and KNBR combined larry congratulations you and i are the biggest sports talk radio station in northern california whatever the hell that gets us well all i'll say for uh, you and i is um somebody may you know people may be better but at least we stay awake shades by chardal says laporta and branch for leo's are you bankrupt today did you file for bankruptcy today no i'm actually not bankrupt in fact the channel's doing quite well not morally bankrupt not financially bankrupt. Not sleeping. Not awake. It, awake. The show is even called Wake Up, which <laughs> could also be some good advice to other shows. <laughs> Wake up. Yeah, those shows should be called Wake the Fuck Up. Shades by Chardal, Laporta and Branch out for the Lions. Um, yeah, I saw that. I mean, I know people are saying, hey, Laporta's injury is not that bad. Go watch it. Go look at the way his knee bent and tell me he's going to be ready. Agree. 
I mean, Dan Campbell said it's not as bad as it could have been, but he's it ain't done. Good. Oh, no, he's done for the year um, or unless they go to the Super Bowl. If they go to the Super Bowl, maybe they'll maybe you'll see Laporta. Otherwise, I, I fully expect Zach Ertz to sign with the Lions um, because that's where they need him right now. And Branch has been fantastic. Brian Branch. Um, but they get Cha- Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back and then they lose Brian Branch all at once. Um Stephen Draper, D'Amico is not losing to Flacco. Look at it this way. There we, we shall of, see. There's a lot of people who didn't think that they'd be losing any football games to Joe Flacco, and there have been a lot of wrong people this year. So Flacco's been fantastic. One of D'Amico the- is so awesome to root for, though. You, he's such a good dude. His players love him. I mean, he's like, have you ever met a guy that's like universally liked? I mean, D'Amico is like one of the most likable guys. Well, and it's classy, so cool. he's smart, he's tough. It's so cool when a player gets to go back and coach the team that he was. This is why Dan Campbell and the Lions is, you know, kind of cool story. Um, D'Amico is it, it, like, yeah, he's very easy to root. Who's rooting against D'Amico? Nobody, right? That's the thing. There's He's got a very good Q score. Everybody likes him. This is, Larry, this is what I've always said. If you're going to be anything in life, be handsome. It's easy to root for. He's a handsome guy. He's a handsome guy. People like D'Amico Ryans. He's he's dripping with talent and handsome. John Edwards has become a YouTube member. A little clap hey, for John. Go. I think he's over on my channel there. So that's we'll all we can he get. Is. John, thank you very, very much, and welcome to you. Uh, what else? What else? He's Wait now part of the initiated. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> here we go. John Edwards, who just became a member. Damon and Larry, I wanted you guys to know that you didn't cause my divorce. However, your late night shows on KMBR supplied me with a reprieve from the stresses of going home to a bad marriage. Hey, (laughs) John's had a lot of time to reflect. It sounds like John, a great show in a driveway is better than a bad marriage around a kitchen table. So thank you for listening and thank you for, for now watching. Erwin Kwong says, Kevin Kruger turning the dials. Thumbs up, man. He sure does. Kevin Kruger. Kids are hard worker. Let's see. Let's see. (laughs) We got this one. Makes me laugh. Fear the Phantom. Larry and Damon bigger in California than chips. I love chips. Potato chips? Ponch and John. No, they're talking about the TV. I I know. I wasn't sure if you. California. I know you're younger. Highway. Inner, it was California Highway Interstate Police Squad. It was what chips stand for. We got this one from Joe Salinas. I don't, I don't, I can I cannot confirm nor deny. I, though I did go to Sac State, it was a big, uh, uh, criminal justice, um, you know, major at Sac State was CJ was big. Hello, Salinas. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Salinas. Joe Salinas, honestly, love the game, 95 7 the game. But what they did to you, Damon Bruce, was the tipping point. F corporate radio. The hosts are great, but only a matter of time. Y'all combine and do your own show together. There we go. Now we know what Jillian's burner account's name is. Jillian goes by the name of John Salinas. Thank you. <laughs> Joe Salinas. Joe, thank No, Joe, thank you very, very much. Appreciate it. Um, thank you for your support. Steven Draper, Deshaun Watson beat the Ravens 33-31. All right. There you go. Groper Deshaun. Cleveland. I kind of think, I kind of think uh Cleveland might take down the Ravens again. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Mike Baker, DB Unplugged, first night with special guests was classic. So, Larry, you know, I got the 
the the thing here which can change my voice around a little bit and so jack and ozzy jack and ozzy came and joined me for the very end of the show and jack loves to hear this voice and i forgot to turn it off so the boys leave and then i continued doing the show for like five minutes with a voice like this so you know i i forgot that i turned it off and i wasn't wearing these so i couldn't even hear myself so the kids leave the room and then i'm back on it like well, you know, Jake Moody, he missed those field goals, but I really don't think he's a bad kicker. And then someone was like, Damon, the stupid voice is still on. That that sounds like Vic Tafer a little bit. Do you know Vic Tafer? I do know Vic Tafer. Yes, I do. <laughs> that you know what I also little... think this sounds like more than anything else? Did you ever see the movie Real Genius with Val Kilmer? Yes. Okay, so they've got... They're, they're playing the prank on the the guy named ken who's like the villain in the movie and they install like a transmitter into his 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 braces and uh and then at the very end they're like ken this is god (laughs) and they tell him to go to the house with the big popcorn for the finale of the movie and then they say ken stop touching yourself and this sounds like the voice that says ken stop touching yourself Wow. And that's my official breakdown of that voice. How many well, how many different voices do you have? It's just those two? No. So there's this is the megaphone. I can put myself on a megaphone to sound like I'm speaking to a big large crowd. Ladies and gentlemen, please move in an orderly fashion <laughs> to your nearest exits. Thank you. Uh, that, that's for the of- that's for the uh you know presidential uh uh you know gathering that we're talking to lots of people here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to wake up. With Damon and Larry, please go about your day in an orderly fashion. Thank you very much. Stay to the left. Uh, uh, let's see. What else we got? We, we got this. This is very similar to this. So I don't know much of a difference between that one and this one and this one and then the other one. There's this, Larry. It makes me sound like I'm a robot. That's kind of fun. The kids like this one. That's too. annoying. Now that one's annoying. And then there's this one, which makes me sound like a robot, but on weed. Damon, Damon, uh, you know, he got he, he got hit by lightning last night, and he's not. It's unbelievable what it's changed. He got hit by lightning as he was on a bike last night, and now, Damon, he sounds like this. So, did, can we hear it again? Oh, man, I got caught in the spokes last night. <laughs> and I've been hurt. And then if I really, you know, some people say, you know, Damon and Larry, it's nice that you can talk without any FCC regulations over you, but all the swearing that you have on your show. Well, all I can say to that is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is sweet. There you go. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, We got another super here from Danny Crinkle. He says, sup, guys. Sup. Sup, Danny. Sup, Crank? Where you at? He says, do kickers face distractions at practice to simulate game time pressure, or are they allowed to just kick in comfort? Maybe that's it. I'll go to practice this week and just be like, you suck! You'll never make it! You're never going to be up! Just start heckling the guy from the sideline, and as as they go to take me off the sideline, guys, I'm just trying to simulate some pressure for the kicker. Can you guys 
Is that okay? No. Wheeled away in a Hannibal Lecter mask, you crazy <laughs> member of the media. <clears throat> I'm actually, I really want to see you guys do well. I'm just trying to simulate game time pressure. <laughs> you hold up your phone. <clears throat> Excuse me. You hold up your phone. Thought you were doing another voice there. You hold up your phone and it's got Robbie Gold on the top of it. And you just, you have your number on the about to call. <laughs> As soon as he misses one, you push dial. <laughs> as soon as he misses a practice kick, you call Robbie Gold. You put Robbie, Robbie wouldn't have missed. Put Robbie on speakerphone. Robbie, do you hear that? Should we FaceTime you all these misses? What are you doing? Robbie's here, and he says he's willing to come back. <laughs> Robbie Gold says you suck at this. Uh, I'm getting a little giddy as we uh, get a little punchy as we're going to overtime today. Barry Ford says, sorry, guys, just tuning in day job in the way. What? He says, not upset at all with the loss to the Rams other than concerns about our kicking game. I think Barry represents kind of the masses today. Yeah. I think that's pretty much I think Barry, I think that kind of opinion pretty much is the opinion of the majority. Barry, Barry checks in with the majority opinion today. Based on that uh, avatar, thank you for your service, sir. Thank you for your service. Uh, Bazzy Mion, thoughts on the commies interviewing Adam Peters for GM? Well, we already kind of hit that. I say pay him. What he, pay him. Pay him. There's no cap. You know, it, it's one thing to say, well, I can't. We can't pay this guy. We got a cap. There is no cap. So if Adam Peters is really good and helps you find great undrafted players and he's a major key to what you do personnel wise then pay him pay him the extra coin he's from cupertino he probably we know he wants to be the gm of the niners or how about this how about give him the title of, of gm give him the title you know whether whether you know lynch is a president or a gm whether um, you know, Peters is the GM or director of player personnel. It doesn't change the fact that those two guys are working together for the greater good of the Niner personnel. So move around the titles, move around the money, make it all work. Right. Come on, Jed. The NFL's got money over money over money. The, the reason that the Niners were able to kiss off Tom Sula, Harbaugh, and Chip Kelly and all those assistant coaches is the hundreds of millions of dollars that each team gets on an annual basis as part of the, the collective NFL fund. Take some of that money and spend it on Adam Peters. Why not? Look, whatever whatever title you need to be happy, you know, John Lynch has got a title that overruns everything. Hall right. I mean, you're going to work Famer. together anyway, Hall right? He's a Hall of Famer. That can be his new title. This is our Hall of Famer who hangs out with our GM, and this is our coach, and he's the Hall of Famer, and he's the – it doesn't matter. These guys got something good together, and if you pay him enough, they should stay together. I mean, if you if you really love being in the Bay and you love winning, if I'm – you know, let's just be honest about this. What do you need to win? You need talent. You need the quarterback. And the Niners have the window opening with Brock Purdy here where they've got a 24-year-old franchise quarterback. If you're sprinting away from a 24-year-old franchise quarterback and living in the area of the country that you grew up in and enjoy for, hey, it's on my ledger now instead of John's, 
I don't know. To me, you know, be careful what you wish for. You might be Rand Carthon in Tennessee looking at, um, you know, a nice week 18 win and staying home for the playoffs. I mean, it's going to take a while for the commanders to get up. They don't have a, they don't have a franchise quarterback. Um, and who knows if they're going to be able to find one. Ricky Williams says CJ Stroud happy for Ryan's to have the, his franchise guy. I'm rooting for the Texans. Wouldn't be surprised to see them in the divisional round. I would be. I think Cleveland's good. I really do. Yeah. How's Pelly? Larry, what'd you think of Womack's play? He had tight coverage, just didn't get his head around. I like Womack. I'm a believer in Womack. I talked to him Thursday in the locker room. Well, Luter got um, cooked on one play, right? The long pass is, I thought that was Luter who gave that up. Yeah, but Womack got beat on the touchdown where he had coverage draped all over the guy, but the, still they got it in there. I thought, or was it he got beat on a pass that led to the touchdown? I got to do my rewatch again. No, you don't. No, I you like, don't. You, well, Larry, you don't. I'm going to absolve you from any rewatching of week 18 meaningless game. You do not need to rewatch that. Well, not well, well, but the thing is, I haven't. Here's the thing I haven't seen Womack, I haven't seen Looter. None of us really have. I mean, we have to, I mean, I've just got to get a feel for, for those guys. But those guys, Womack, Looter, Jair, Lenore, Ambry, those five young DBs are have to play and have to play well, or the Niners aren't going to the winner's circle. So hopefully they do. And we got this one. John Edwards has become a YouTube member. Thank you, John. We, that got that. we got him through the divorce in the driveway. We're happy. Okay, the Shaw says, you guys are running the marathon today. This is great. Thank you. Clarence Molina, 34 days of focus to number six. Need Armstead to win the Super Bowl. Oh, they definitely need Armstead to win the Super Bowl. You know what was interesting, though? This uh, super chat brings up, uh, reminds me of Dante Whitner on NBC Sports Bay Area said that you know, now it's time for them to like commit to each other and really focus and that if they do, they'll be on top. And if they don't, they won't be. And he referenced his Harbaugh team that obviously lost the Super Bowl in New Orleans and said that if they had had better focus, they would have won. I thought that was interesting. You know, it's, um, it's interesting. I wonder how much of that, though, is really revisionist history, because I haven't heard anyone else but Dante Whitner talk about an unfocused week leading up to that Super Bowl. I mean, obviously you had the Culliver's statement about the, you know, about what gays in the locker room or something like that, that took the 49ers and put them on a, a, a page of the sports section or that was out of the sports section. Well, that right there though, distracted from the focus. So, I mean, that, he could be referencing that exactly. Maybe that was it. I don't know. But I mean, to me, that was a Super Bowl lost at the goal line with terrible play calling more than it was a lack of focus. So yeah. I was Harbaugh stepping on his, you know what, and calling a timeout when, you know, you got an old defense on the end of a long drive. If you go back, you know, I was so disgusted watching before Niners Ravens. They had that on the NFL network and I had never watched that since like the day after the game. Right. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. You and I sat next to each other in that game. Um, that loss was disgusting. Because the Ravens were cooked. They could not chase down Kaepernick. They could not chase down anything, any movement at all. And they were totally done. And that Kaepernick play where he rolls right on second and goal, he could have run that thing in himself. 
He could have run that thing to the two-yard line with no problems, and instead he rolled, drifted right, drifted right, drifted right, threw a rocket that ricocheted off Crabtree's pads. Man, if he runs right there, he scores. You want to talk about the real sin of the that entire sequence, though? First and goal, LaMichael James touch. What? Right. That was because what? Gore had the long run to get down there, but that's overthinking it. Overthinking well, ex- exactly. It. What's the old the old saying is no matter how many carries you've had today, if you're running back, you always got to have one more in you. No matter no matter how many carries you have had, the answer is there's one more to go. And we so. saw Frank Gore that night, and we saw Frank Gore that morning. We saw him in the locker room. We saw him the next day. That game meant everything to Frank Gore and the fact that LaMichael James got a carry on first and goal from the five you know it was it was one of those things where if you watch it again you realize that the Niners got from I think their own 10 to the Raven five so easily and with so much time left that I think they they thought scoring was a foregone conclusion and they lost their focus. They lost their edge. They lost the game. Um, <clears throat> Barry Ford says, you both remind me what I loved about radio. <laughs> well, thank you. Past tense. Past days. You know, he even says in here, in parentheses, past tense. Thank you, yeah. Barry. Hey, we, hey and, and here's the thing. The reason, hopefully, why we did that is because Larry and I, we both loved radio. We gave our lives to that industry. And when it was time for radio to love us back, it didn't. So now we're dating. <laughs> <laughs> Bazzy Mian says, Hargrave said on Eric's podcast that the Niners run practice very hard compared to Philadelphia. Like it's a war every day. Said Kyle is like Pat Riley in style. Good. There you go. Hey, it, it's the I old like day. to hear that. That's something yeah. I like to hear. The, the game should be easy compared to this practice. Yep. And the last super here is from Stephen Draper. He says, no Debo touches in the fourth equals loss in the Super Bowl and NFC Championship game. Yeah, get Debo the ball. And, you know, it's funny. Um, I had um, I was doing the pregame with Lo Neal yesterday, and I gave him in the final segment, Damon, my keys to the 49ers winning the Super Bowl and success in the playoffs. And here are my five keys. Brock Purdy has to avoid interceptions. He's thrown nine in, in their four in four losses that he played. The health of Dre Greenlaw and Eric Armstead. The young DBs have to play with poise. Brown, Lenore, Ambry, Womack, Luter. The O-line has to avoid penalties and play well. And the last but not least key to success in the playoffs for the Niners CMC Debo and Ayuk need to touch the ball a lot a lot you didn't have Nick Moody or calling Robbie Gold on your list so that's no, good I didn't. I didn't. that's good that's good I, 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 Again, at that point I was still trusting Nick uh, no trusting Jake him. Moody Jake there was Moody. no doubt about him until yesterday created a little room for doubt and the Niners fans and will we'll run to room for doubt it's what we do in sports these days but Larry, I need to start running to the bathroom before I go and run my own show that begins at 11 a.m. on my channel. So that's where we are. Uh, I want to thank you and your pimple for gutting it out today. This is a great show. Again, we recap the entire year. 
We thank so many people for riding with us throughout the entire year here on 49ers Wake Up. Oh, no, don't call it that. We'll, we'll get to see some. Oh, on, on, yeah. on wake Up with Damon and Larry. Wake Up, sleepy hosts. Wake Up, uh, Niners fans. You are in the playoffs. It doesn't get much better than this. So enjoy the journey. Enjoy the ride. The stakes are huge, absolutely huge for all involved. Um, and thank you for being with us. My back teeth are officially floating. So I'm just going to say, Larry, uh, I, I wrote down, I wrote down one word. It was, it was take a leak. And yeah. do that. But, but look, uh, this is Super Bowl. I put it in an envelope. I wrote down the word Super Bowl. Ralph, do you think the 49ers win a Super Bowl? By the way, the Jaguars not going to the Super Bowl this year. Trent, you're so cute. You wrote down names in an envelope, and you and you said AJ Jenkins, and I told Tom, and I told Tate, if AJ Jenkins is worth a damn, I will buy every single person in this chat in a meat cheese, and I and it's gonna be extra cheese, extra garlic. And I told Tom, you know, Chad's so cute, he writes things down in an envelope. Who even uses envelopes anymore? Chad, you're amazing. And all I'll say is I wrote in an envelope, Jake Moody, make a fucking kick. Please, please, come on, do it for me, do it for Tate, do it for me, cheese, please, please. <laughs>